conversations about yesterday's animation animations. Saturday morning cartoon fair. Days past Toontown. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nickelodeon. Thundercats. Ghostbusters. Transformers. Ducktales. Days. Days. Days past Toontown. It's not a particularly deep show. So you will like us. Welcome to the day's Fastoon Cast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations. About yesterday's animation. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have made it as far as I did. You know what? I shouldn't have tried either. I shouldn't have. <laughs> it's, it's a lesson in failure, and we'll learn it. We'll learn it someday. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm currently dressed in green. I can't say head to toe, but like from shoulder to knee. You're doing good. You're doing good. I am currently, I'm not. You're going to get a major pinch. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to say the tune we're covering today, Uh this guy is repping Ireland hard. (laughs) He is in green head to toe and do not pinch him because you you will regret it. You wouldn't like him when he's mad. No. Or or angry or anything like that. Or or peeved or tiffed. (laughs) You wouldn't like any of that. Yeah. There's no time to waste because we got too much to cram in here. We are covering the incredible Hulk. And thus a name is given to the green-skinned Goliath. Hulk. Hulk. The incredible Hulk. Hulk. We have a Hulk. Hulk bigger than you. Hulk is strongest than you. Because it's St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) It's green everywhere. Why not in your ear holes with the Days Past Tooncast covering the Incredible Hulk, Mm -hmm. who is very well known. Uh, He's almost worth more to us as just like an icon than he is a comic book character. He's kind of limited in some ways because he's just a big green strongman who's angry. (laughs) But in other ways, like if you follow the comics and certainly with the tunes we're going to cover today, he's kind of a Swiss Army knife. You can put him in just about any kind of story, and he's still the Hulk, <laughs> right. but it tastes good. <laughs> Travis, what makes you angry? Um, bad drivers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, loud noises. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you're a bear. You're no, like a wild animal. That doesn't make me mad. Why would I say that? Uh, bad drivers and uh, people that know everything. People that you know know it all. Know it all. Know it all. Yes. For me, you? and I think you might be on the same page, we've both either broken or almost broken our toes recently yes. in very stupid, like running into the coffee table type situations. Tripping over barbells. Yes. Yeah. All that. And being in physical pain that I've caused to myself puts me in a blind rage so bad. Like when I hit my toe the other day, the next person I would have seen, uh-huh. I would have murdered. <laughs> it's a good thing I didn't, even if I would have looked in the mirror, I would have committed, to, I would have killed myself. Uh-huh. Because in those moments, I don't know if it's as I'm getting older, my pain tolerance is going down. Yeah. But that is what pisses me off the most, apparently. That's when I am my most feral. You punch something, right? <laughs> oh, I actually did a Frankenstein walk around okay. the room, like I'm like, <laughs> so I wouldn't freak out and Hulk out. Mm-hmm. Cool thing about Hulk, you get it. Even if you don't know the details of all these, because the carriage has been around since 1962. So yeah. there's a lot to follow if you really want to dig deep. But the basic idea, Bruce Banner, scientist, 
turns into big monster that is angry and can't control his emotions. Yep. Internal struggle for days. At least days. Yeah. For years. For <laughs> nigh on 50 some odd years yeah. now. And he has, because he's just a big green monster, you can slap him on anything. It works. <laughs> I mean, he's in comics. That's where he started. He's in video games. He is, I'm sure, mentioned in many songs. From Bill Bixby to some Incredible Hulk shit. Close rip like the Incredible Hulk. You gonna make me go Incredible Hulk. There's an alcoholic drink. Is there? Named after him. Yeah, it's it's hypnotic in Hennessy. It's called a, uh, Incredible, Incredible Hulk. Hulk? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Careful. There's Guys, if y'all are out there tonight, there's going to be a lot of angry people in your city, yeah. wherever you live or town. Like, be careful of any potential Hulks. Uh-huh. And don't take any Incredible Hulks unless you have a... A designated driver. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, these days he is in the public eye, most notably as Mark Ruffalo, starting as the Hulk in Uh the Avengers movies. He's hit back in a big way. Yeah. And so now everybody thinks uh, they know the Hulk. And guess what? They don't know shit. They got no idea. So today, if you've listened to our Sonic episode that we had recently, where we covered two Sonic cartoons in one episode. We're going to beat that record today. Yeah, we're we going are. to cover three different chapters of Hulk history through three different cartoons that the Hulk has starred in. It's necessary. It is because he's such a big guy. We owe it to him. You got to yeah. give him a big spotlight, mm-hmm. big green spotlight. <laughs> and we're going to compare and contrast. We're going to we're just going to take a hard, hard look at a hard man. Mm. The Incredible Hulk. Chapter one for the Hulk begins in 1962. <laughs> yeah. so that's when he was created. He was a comic book character first and foremost. The Cold War was going on and the world had atomic fever. You were either horny for the bomb <laughs> yeah. or you were frightened of the bomb. Uh-huh. And the only thing that was more terrifying to man than nuclear destruction was his own feelings mm. because every man went home with his tie on and yeah. ate his dinner and did not tell his wife how pissed off he was. Yeah. <laughs> how the seething rage from being in the war was building up inside of him. Right. He is, of course, like pretty much every important Marvel character for a long time, at least, co-created by Stan the Man Freaking Lee. Lee. Stan Lee. The late Stan Lee. Yes. Rest in peace. Yeah, rip. He did a lot. Of course, he created a ton of Marvel characters. And he is, he's like the flavor flav of the comic community. Like, he's the hype man. <laughs> He would just... Minus the clock? Minus the, uh, who, the net clock? I, you know what? Put a clock on him. You're not going to be able to tell the difference. Because he is out there. He was always selling the Marvel brand yep. and the Stan Lee brand at all times. I couldn't tell by the movies. I couldn't tell. By... <laughs> yes. Get out of here. He just looks at the camera pretty much every time and winks like, I'm Stan Lee. I'm doing this. That's what they had to cut out of every yeah. one he was in, I bet. Mm-hmm. He is just repping hard. And it's so funny. I looked up interviews of him talking about the Hulk. Yeah. Every one of them, he uses... Down to the same language, as Uh close as possible, he has the same story to tell. Yeah. This man had it down. 
You know, when I was younger, I loved the movie Frankenstein, you know, starring Boris Karloff as the monster. And I also loved Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And one day I figured, boy, wouldn't it be cool to combine the two of them and get a character who's a monster? The monster was really a good guy. He didn't want to hurt anybody. He's just always being chased. So I thought, why not get a sympathetic monster, but let it be a guy who can change back and forth? decided to call him the Hulk. I hope you enjoy the videos as much as we enjoyed making them. Excelsior. Boy, probably the best grandpa ever. I hope so. <laughs> you think it would sell? I hope so. I don't know. I don't think so. I just hope. I hope that's not untrue. Yeah. Excelsior from Stan the Man Lee himself. The same shit every interview. You bring uh-huh. up the Hulk and some part of him is activated the script that he played hypnotism tapes to himself uh-huh. when he was asleep yeah. to know what to say when someone says Hulk. Seamless. Yeah. He's, Seamless. He, he was the best PR man in the industry, in any industry, <laughs> For sure. in show business. Yeah. But Stan Lee is not the only architect of the Hulk or a lot of these characters that he gets credited with because, again, he's he is the squeakiest wheel. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was, man, these original squeaky wheel in the best way, but he was the loudest one and he was the face man. The other half of the creative team was an artist named Jack Kirby. Yes, sir. Whose nickname is the King, uh-huh. the Kang, yeah. because he was the king of comics. Yes. He he invented so much of the visual vocabulary that we use in comic books and created so many great superheroes. Jack Kirby, it's funny because like if I don't know what these guys were like together, but Stan, what we get to see of him being just like the ringleader at yeah. all times, the jester. And then you've got Jack Kirby, who is just like a middle aged Jewish man in a sweaty New York apartment, <laughs> sucking on cigars and trying to figure out how to create cosmic poetry on the page mm-hmm. that only now can we even start to put on the screen with things like Avengers Endgame. Right, 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 right. He's gotten his due over the years. There was a lot of money issues and rights stuff that kept him and Stan apart a bit, mm. but he did. I mean, you know you've made it, though. He finally made it yeah. around 1982 when he appeared on Entertainment Tonight. Our spotlight today falls on the people who nibble at the edges of the entertainment world, like the rather surprising English group called The Clash. <laughs> Also in that category is a man named Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby up He's there with the, the guy to blame if your kids or yourself seem to have an unnatural longing to turn on the TV set on a Saturday morning and join the company of some superheroes. Catherine Mann reports. Catherine Mann? How many characters Mary have you created? It would probably come from an army division. Oh, my God. What do your characters represent? Well, the characters represent... Uh, Al Pacino would be playing him in an HBO adaption of his life. If you look at my characters, you'll find me. No matter what kind of character you create or assume, a little of yourself must remain there. Well, now we're going to move from the weird world to the real world. Imagine them talking about comics that way now. I mean, it's, it's taken a long time. <laughs> right. But like, all these sound effects that they're playing that just were pulled from the Looney Tunes library. Zing, zing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like and the way they're like the weird world of comic books. It's like now this shit is like if it's you're not real, into it's it. It's real business. This yeah. Is, it's, this is serious. This is football now. Uh-huh. This is. It is. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Are you ready for some Marvel? <laughs> it really is. It's in the same realm for sure. So 1962, they drop the Hulk on your asses. <laughs> Four years later comes a cartoon that we've covered on this very 
podcast before. The Marvel Superheroes. Meet a sulky, over-funky, kinda hunky superhero. A two-fisted and electrically transistored superhero. An exotically neurotic and aquatic superhero. The Marvel Superheroes have arrived. Now, we didn't cover the Hulk when we talked about it before. We talked about some Captain America and Avengers yep. cartoons. For those that didn't listen and are too lazy to go back and check them out first, this is barely a cartoon. <laughs> it is a collection of shorts. It was like they would show like three different superheroes five minutes at a time. Uh-huh. They would take scans or not scan, whatever the equivalent of a scanning at the time was. Yep. <laughs> of actual Jack Kirby art from the comics right. and do the littlest amount of work they could to make movement happen. Eyes, mouths, maybe a tie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a tie <laughs> flapping in the wind <laughs> right. uh, on an otherwise frozen body. But the Hulk was one of the heroes on tap. You had Cap, you had Iron Man, you had Thor. Yep. Spider-Man had his own deal. He was too popular. You couldn't even fit him in there. But the Hulk was one of them. And so no better place to start with the origins of the Hulk than episode one of the Marvel superheroes Hulk, the origin of the Hulk. It's <laughs> semicolon. The semicolon, ellipsis. <laughs> and no better place to start with this cartoon than the theme song <laughs> that they did for it. Oh, wow. All of these cartoons mm-hmm. on this show had the best theme songs where they would take like five men and five women and put them in a room yep. and say, guys, you're about to have a good time. Ham it up. Ham it, oh, baby. Like, it, they're all jingles. And it's great because uh-huh. they're so catchy. And this one, it's they're happy. Like, they're happy to be there. It's the 60s. Everyone's happy. Doc Bruce Banner, belted by Gamma Rays, turns into the Hulk. Eat he and Glamour Rays. Wrecking the town with the power of a bull. Ain't no monster prone who is as lovable as ever loving Hulk. Hulk, Hulk. It's like they were trying to offset the Hulk's literally toxic masculinity by getting someone who sounds like Betty Boop uh. to sing his theme song. <laughs> and it's, I, I've been singing it all day. Uh-huh. I'm going to keep singing yeah, it. It is, I, I love <laughs> how carefree it is uh-huh. versus the seriousness of the actual cartoon. Right. Because yeah, it yeah. looks dark and dank in there. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the song is perfect for like a, a sitcom starring the Hulk. Like if he came into the room and then tripped over the couch uh-huh. like Dick Van Dyke, <laughs> but then he just goes, and rips apart the living room. There are some things that are going to pop up in each of these tunes. Theme songs are one of them. Yep. Bruce Banner is one of them. Uh-huh. Hulk is one of them. Yep. So we're going to do some comparing and some contrasting. Uh, Bruce Banner in this cartoon, he does sound a little troubled. Yes. He's, he's got a seriousness about him. Now it's time for the final countdown. Excuse me. The formulas are locked in my room and there they will stay. Just a few seconds left for the powerful gamma rays to be unleashed. Thinking with your fist is hardly scientific, Igor. We'll continue this discussion later. He's wearing the 60s doctor uniform. Uh-huh. Lab coat. Brown pants. Brown pants. But yeah, you can't get fancier than that. You don't want to be identified Glasses. as one of those freaks. He, Glasses. His hair is very Norman Rockwell-esque. Yes. But most importantly, because he could be any kind of person. Yep. But you add not only the lab coat, but the pipe. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Men at age 20 were just, if you're going to be in science, you're given a pipe and a lab coat, and you're you're now an old man. You don't have to smoke, but you will pretend to. You'll, you'll chew on it. <laughs> This is the origin of the Hulk. And so Bruce Banner is in a bunker with like, you know, the cutout thing in the concrete wall, looking out with binoculars, waiting for this experiment with 
Gamma radiation. The gamma bomb is here. Yes, the friendly gamma rays. Yes, yeah, they're so they're so good for you. I mean, from the from the intro, drink them in the morning. (laughs) They do make it sound like that. Yeah, the Hulk has done more for gamma rays than any physics teacher ever. So even though it's misinformation, it's not true. Uh You won't turn into the Hulk. What Stanley's done for uh, (laughs) done for physics? Yeah, they hate it. We love it. Right. General Ross, an army man, comes in. And is not happy that they're just not testing this damn bomb any sooner. Right, right, right. right. We need bombs. Get us some bombs, damn it. Why the delay? What are you waiting for? Are you testing that bomb or not? Don't lecture me, Banner. Just speed it up. With me in charge, instead of a milksop like you, this test would be over by now. This is such a 50s, 60s thing. He's an older man. Mm -hmm. He comes in with his daughter, in tow, who I'm assuming like early 20s at best, and she's dressed just like Jackie O, yeah, yeah. pillbox hat and everything. But why would you bring your daughter to what I assume is a relatively secret testing of a nuclear bomb? And I and this is but this always it's like you've met my uh, my daughter Betty. That's happened in all of these old like sitcoms and stuff where you meet the boss's daughter. And I feel like what it is, it's this sick twisted like, well, I'm gonna bring my daughter around to tempt them, and if they have character. They won't bang my daughter. You get a raise. So that's what he's doing. And he actually said, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, but he actually says when she pipes up about the whole thing. Be part of this, Betty. It's man talk. Why, why'd you uh, bring her to work with yeah. you? <laughs> because this is daddy's arm candy. Oh, man. It's gross. It is gross. One of the other characters on display here, the villain of the piece is communism. Mm-hmm. Because we have a gentleman named Igor. Yeah. Who has an accent that's somewhere between Dracula and <laughs> Triumph the Insult Comic Dog, who is up Bruce Banner's ass about all of the secrets he's keeping about this gamma bomb. Yeah, he yeah, is yeah. continually asking, hey, Bruce, uh, you know why, why I don't have all the codes? You know, why, why don't I get to know? It's not good. Do you have all the secrets? It's too dangerous. <laughs> you should have revealed the secret of the gamma ray to us. It just isn't right, Banner, for you to be the only one who knows the secret of harnessing the gamma rays. This is questionable now. Uh huh. Even when Russia, even when the USSR had just fallen, a man named Igor in an American science testing lab with a bomb uh-huh. who is bugging you yeah. about secrets, this should be setting off alarms. Uh-huh. And no, he, he basically is like, Igor, come on, man. Back off. Please. Come on, come on. You, you crowd me. He's going to ultimately be responsible for the birth of the Hulk because he goes ahead with the testing of the mm-hmm. bomb even though Bruce Banner has left the building to go save a wayward teenager. Mm. And he is looking through binoculars out onto the field and just says, Good Lord, what's that? It's a teenager. It's a teenager. <laughs> like, it's like he's spotting a bird out in the right, wild. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, a, it's a millennial. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> and this man, this teenager, I'm sorry, yeah. is the prince of hipsters. Rick Jones, yep. a character that only could have been included in a comic in 1962 uh-huh. because he the, tuned in and he, he dropped out. He, he showed up, he <laughs> clocked in, he didn't clock out, and then you had to adjust the timesheet later. It's a right. fucking bummer. I'm Rick Jones. You saved my dumb life and you're the first one that ever cared what happened to me, Rick Jones, orphan. Cool, man. It's a free country, right? He is a powerless, doofus, hipster guy who managed to drive onto an active bomb site 
somehow without getting shot into a puddle by sniper rifles, because this is like driving onto Area 51 on accident. Yeah, it's not going to happen. No, but Mm -hmm. he just drives out and is just playing his harmonica for God knows what reason. But Rick Jones is going to show up in these other tunes as well, and he is a barometer for old people's idea misconceptions of coolness. Uh, So, like, we're tracking it through the years. This is it in 1966. Uh This is how Bruce gets blasted with that bomb and ultimately turns into the Hulk and has to be on the run from the government. This version of the Hulk early on, for starters, in the actual original comics, they recolored it for what we watched. He was gray. Mm. That didn't print so well. So they ended up going with green. (laughs) But he just looked like a big gray man. And in this, he doesn't look like a monster so much as like a guy who's he looks probably like what a college football player looked like in 1966. Right. And he wasn't that dumb. He was really just kind of a bit like before he was a heartthrob where it's like half Mark Ruffalo on the screen. Uh He was just a big gray jerk. Out of my way, insect. Where am I? Why am I locked in here? I want out! 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 Man! Poor little man! He's probably like eight feet tall, which I know is really tall. Mm-hmm. But that's not crazy. Like, I'm, we've had people that are that tall, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And then his buffness is really just lumpiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably like 60s buff. That's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. You just were kind of lumpy and you didn't have an immediately noticeable beer belly. Right, right, right. Your pants were <laughs> not as high to cover that up, I uh-huh. guess. This is just like he he took too much creatine. <laughs> lumpy. <laughs> he, he took the creatine and he didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold a lot of water weight. Yes. But that is the birth of the Hulk, where it is just by the accident of a teenager on the site and his own inability to identify communism when it is pissing in his face. (laughs) Chapter two of our story today, we're moving into the 70s and the 80s. The Hulk remained a prominent Marvel character, but the thing is... He's not really a superhero. You can play him that way, Mm -hmm. but he's hunted by the government and he's out of control Uh with his emotions. So like when you throw superhero shit at him, it it doesn't always stick. Yeah. (laughs) And so through the 60s and the 70s, it kind of seemed like they didn't always know what to do with him. Like I remember reading uh, stories where he just shrank down and fell in love with a woman who happened to be green and microscopic. Uh. That's what you were dealing with. (laughs) Like that's the level of like, what do we even fucking do with this guy? But everyone knows him, so you got to keep him in publication. Right. There's a lot going on. Yeah. yeah so he he survived, but I wouldn't say he thrived until 1977 when they tapped actor Bill Bixby to star in the Incredible Hulk live action television show. Dr. David Banner, physician, scientist, searching for a way to tap into the hidden strengths that all humans have. Then an accidental overdose of gamma radiation alters his body chemistry. Which is such a late 70s show. Like I feel like they were just, that's the only kind of show there was besides sitcom was man struggles, goes town to town, mm-hmm. has one thing he does each episode. Yep. That's what this is. It's almost like a travel show starring the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would, I would tune in every day on the travel channel where it's like, I woke up outside of Cairo not knowing what I've done, torn pants on my waist. <laughs> Where's my shirt? Yes. But this was this is a big show. I mean, like I've as a kid, I remember taping the movies that they the TV movies they did of it. Cause he met Daredevil. He met Thor. They were terrible mm-hmm. versions of these characters. <laughs> but like that was a, a big deal. 
Now, Lou Ferrigno was, he played the Lou Hulk Frigno part, correct? played the Hulk. Yes, yes he did. Mm-hmm. And we're going to hear from him in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hot on the heels of that series ending in 1982, and probably because of the existence and popularity of that series, also the popularity of Spider-Man and his amazing Friends, a Ooh. cartoon that was being shown on NBC. We got, in 1982, The Incredible Hulk, his own show. The theme on this one plotting and lumbering like they've got big old timpani that they're hitting uh-huh. they probably had the heaviest man in the orchestra like walking on them right it's very dramatic very bombastic yeah. mr fantastic. mr fantastic mr bombastic <laughs> hulk is the original mr bombastic she called me mr bombastic totally fantastic touch me on me box she says i'm mr Rowe. It didn't follow the format exactly of the TV show, because in the opening sequence, you Mm -hmm. see a spider alien robot, like all those things at once. Um, So they did lean into the comic-y, which is good. I mean, otherwise it'd not be a fun show to watch for kids, I think, to just Mm -hmm. see like a man struggling with his inner demons and traveling from town to town. In the episode that we watched, him and our good buddy, the hipster Rick Jones who in 1982 was stuck in urban cowboy mode, it looks like. <laughs> Everyone was, I think. Yeah, yeah, well, and this guy might have been hustling on the side, and that might be what's, like, funding their travel. They're in a Jeep when we first see them, and then the next scene as Immediately a plane. Yes, yeah, so, like, they're, they got some funds to be traveling around. <laughs> yes, Man, yeah. it's crazy. But these two, this is just a couple of bros on a road trip to mm-hmm. L.A. Throwing down. Uh, Bruce sounds like a classic hero. Yeah. <laughs> Like, not so much a nerd, not so much a man who's struggling with inner demons. Right. That's okay. It's, it's probably better for a Saturday morning cartoon show. You always find me, Rick. The Hulk leaves a good trail. He's also dressed like a park ranger who lost his hat. Yes. Like, yeah. the, the, the brown shirt and the maroon pants. Uh-huh. Like, he's going to tell me where the trees are, where the geyser is. Yeah, he's got some sort of badge on, on, his, yes. on his pocket, his <laughs> yeah, shirt pocket. It's, it's, he looks like a nerd, frankly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like a full square. Mm-hmm. But he is recounting to Rick... A story. The reason that they're headed to L.A., mm-hmm. his cousin Jennifer Walters, who lives in L.A., that's who they're going to see. He's looking for a cure for being the Hulk, or at least a way to not be so out of control as the Hulk. Mm-hmm. He tells the story of how he came to Jennifer after he'd become the Hulk. Yeah. And Why he, we all would. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he says, I told her I was the Hulk. She understood. She understood. <laughs> Not. No, no, no. She understood. I mean, I guess if somebody is going to come out to you as a Hulk, be an ally. Uh-huh. Support them. Yep. No judgments here. If you want to come out as a Hulk, bring it on. Like, I Hulk or not, uh-huh. it's cool. But, like, she understood. <laughs> I think she was probably either thought you were crazy or was just terrified of what you've become and said, yeah, cool, man. What am I going to do about it? You're fucking Hulk now. Yeah, it's fine. Just don't hurt me. What happens next in this, and I don't remember if in the comics it is this exact origin. It is that Bruce ends up having to give his cousin Jennifer a blood transfusion. Is there a less heroic origin than I had to get a blood transfusion from my drifter cousin because I accidentally blew up the stove in my kitchen? That's that's what happens in this for expediency. They they boil it down to that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's so dumb. Well, she gets blown up, and Bruce says, there's the only thing that I could do, because the mm-hmm. hospital's too far away, no time, I have to give her an emergency blood transfusion. I've never been in a situation where I feel I need to take on the role of a professional medical caregiver. Uh-huh. 
because I'm crunched for time. Right. Like, I wouldn't say, like, you know what? Fuck it. We're doing the surgery right now. Like, I'm not equipped for that. And he's a nuclear physicist, mm-hmm. not a medical doctor. So, Bruce, this is on you, man. I think you you made the wrong call. <laughs> but this leads to the birth of another classic character, one that I wish had her own series. She-Hulk. Yes. A Lady Hulk. <laughs> another Hulk? Lady Hulk. Now, the reason they created her, it is for, like, commercial reasons, mm-hmm. but it's not, hey, we need ladies watching our Hulks. They weren't worried about that. What they were worried about, Marvel... When they created the Bionic Man, the $6 million man, that popular TV show, they created a female version of him, yeah. the Bionic Woman, and spun that off. Uh-huh. If the TV people do it before we do, we won't have rights to that character because they created a She-Hulk. Oh, man. It's so tricky. So we're going to create a, a female version of this character first so that if they do it, we get the money. Yeah. That is why we have the She-Hulk, who's gone on to be like a major Marvel character and a really good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a lawyer. She's a cool lady. Hell yeah. A hip lady. A, hip, a super hip lady in this <laughs> this like knee-length pink dress that she's wearing everywhere, which on this show, when they turn into their Hulk forms, mm-hmm. Bruce goes from Boy Scout leader, Boy Scout <laughs> to, yes, or, or whatever. Yes, whatever, whatever he's dressed in. He is, yeah. To having brownish, purplish pants ripped, like, you know, your typical Hulk uniform. Yeah. But when he goes back to being Bruce... His clothes just morph back into his regular clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and so for the She-Hulk, like, she goes from wearing this pink number that she's wearing to what looks like a pink maternity shirt that's just tattered. Yeah. Like, you've gone through nine pregnancies and you've just never gotten a new maternity <laughs> shirt. Tarzan-esque with the, the angle in the front. Yeah. Yes. Covering all the parts that have to be covered for mm-hmm. children. Yeah, for 70s uh, TV. You see it morph piece by piece back into her dress when she turns back. Right. Insane. <laughs> Gamma, baby. We talked about this, right? <laughs> You're right. They, they do it all. <laughs> Sign up today. Drink them every morning. Her deal is that she can turn into the She-Hulk at will yeah. and retains her intelligence. And that's what Brucey is after. And her composure. Yeah. She, yeah. She yeah, keeps she, her composure. Mm-hmm. She keeps her cool. Yeah. She's a cool lady. Yeah. Her voice as the She-Hulk is very funny because she's supposed to be not dumb, but because of the way she speaks, she still sounds dumb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, when you talk like this. Sorry, I don't look good in blue. All wrapped up with no place to go but jail. Compliments of the She-Hulk. The villain and the plot in this episode are, I think, indicative of what some of the problems are with the Hulk and certainly what he was experiencing in the comics, which is that aside from the whole thing of him seeking out his cousin, who is now a Hulk. Uh-huh. All you Hulks out there, we support you. <laughs> yes. This could be any superhero's plot because the villains are Hydra, who mm-hmm. we've seen in the movies, the Marvel movies. Former Nazi terrorist scientists, they don't get into all that here. <laughs> Keep who, it a little lighthearted, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> who are always working on something. The way that we're introduced to them is that Jennifer Walters has a doctor's appointment with her friend, who is also her doctor, which yeah. I believe is already unprofessional. Yes, it's not. Yeah. He sounds like Colonel not Sanders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just, oh, Jennifer, we should sure go out to dinner afterwards, <laughs> which he says. Uh-huh. And also a sign of there's an issue here. Uh, yeah. Your doctor, if they ask you out to dinner... Call somebody yeah, and just talk it out because, man, this is bad. Well, Jen, you're healthier than a Christmas dinner, but these readings in your blood count still bother me. As you always say, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, speaking of dinner, how about you and me? But all of that pales in comparison to the fact that this man is actually the head of his local Hydra Supreme thing. He is, yeah, he is the, syndicate. he's the Hydra, actually Supreme Hydra, but I keep thinking of it as Hydra Supreme, yeah. the least popular menu item at Taco Bell. Uh, 
It's 100% snake meat. Ooh. And they're just a bunch of guys in green costumes who are always working on some kind of take over the world science thing. They're comic. They are. They're because looking. they're not good at what they do. No. But this high-tech Nazi scientist cabal. You know that thing. That, that, that whole thing. It happens. So that's what they're <laughs> up against. The reason that they're even involved in this episode is because they're going after Jennifer Walters, a lawyer. They kidnap her yes. and are trying to scare her into not representing somebody who's blowing the whistle on Hydra, a former member of Hydra, uh-huh. who probably should also be in jail. Yeah. Who should have their whistle blown. Yes. <laughs> you, know, you, you, know, you don't pipe down. I'm gonna, you're going to get your whistle blown. <laughs> This is a weird, it's a weird, like, low-tech thing because they're driving around in Buicks or whatever, these Hydra men in green costumes. Yeah. And they're based out of one of these very sad 70s office buildings, like, with the plant at the end of the hallway uh-huh. that now we pass by and they're always for lease and they're just infested with raccoons. Yeah. But that's, like, the weird world that they're in. And they just kidnap her and, and say to her, hey, don't represent this guy anymore. Uh-huh. It's bad news. That's don't do it. That's what yeah. they're after. Mm-hmm. All of this gets wrapped up with... We're trying to make Hulk smart. That's Bruce's goal here. So he and Jen Walters get into one of those classic sci-fi metal slabs. That is a machine that you both get in the thing strapped in like your Frankenstein and you have the metal thing over your head. Uh-huh. And I cannot recall an experiment that I've seen in any comic or cartoon where that goes well. Oh, for like, sure. This yeah. goes well enough for, for a while. Yeah, it's yeah. made for death. Well, it's like how you switch bodies with somebody. It's always a brain switch. <laughs> right, yeah. What they're trying to do is just, you know, make it so that Bruce can become the Hulk and be Mm -hmm, smart. mm -hmm. As they're doing it, something goes wrong. We cut over to the machine and there's a gauge that says half of it says normal and the other half of it says danger. Yes. (laughs) And once it goes into the danger, you know you're in trouble. Uh Uh, So I would say just make it to where the machine doesn't go to danger. I think that'll solve it. Normal and... All the way. Yeah. (laughs) How normal is it? Highly normal. It's just one of those cartoon things where it's like somebody pulls a lever and they pull it all the way to danger or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's what they're dealing with. But he does retain his Bruciness for a while. He has a hard time holding on to it. I get it. But he has the same issue of still sounding dumb, Mm -hmm. even when he's not saying Hulk angry at this. It worked, Jen. I'm the Hulk with Banner's mind. All right. Let's go get Hydra. But I love the way that they portray the Hulk in this because he is, even when he's dumb, because he is a pouty, belligerent toddler. Yes. Who starts losing his shit and he fights his cousin, the She-Hulk. I'm your friend. Hulk has no friend. (laughs) You not show up at Hulk birthday party. Banner. Hulk hates Banner. I'm losing it. And he starts doing these. It's like the the Exorcist. Do you know me? I'm the She-Hulk. No, only one Hulk. He loses it and comes back around uh, like ten times in this in this short. Yeah, the man shouldn't be out in the world. <laughs> no, I, and no. I I think he agrees. <laughs> right. Just the most pouty teenager man, and then he jumps off into space. It's like. This is somebody who's exactly like you, mm-hmm. and you are yelling at them how they're too much alike you, and they're not your friend, and you don't have any friends. Mm-hmm. This is an excerpt from my journal in junior high, probably. Yes. <laughs> Hulk constantly needs a nap. Hulk need nap. Hulk yeah, he need heavy he, nap. He is a baby, and he needs a nappy. For, <laughs> for sure. A yeah, big old nappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I love it that whenever they turn back to human, either of them, that there's this music cue they play. want this music cue to be a part of daily life uh-huh. where it's like if you think that somebody if somebody cuts you off in traffic 
and you get fucking pissed. You're about to Hulk out, and then they give you that apology uh-huh. wave, like, I'm sorry, I know what I did just is not cool. And then you yeah. just go, <laughs> it's over. Or a loud noise happens, and then you. <laughs> <laughs> for some, for some, yeah, some yeah, of us. I mean, just, yeah, yeah. just saying. In the 90s, because that's where we're headed next. Chapter 3, 1996. (laughs) Marvel wants to replicate, they want a piece of that X-Men, the animated series action. Because in 1992, they had the X-Men animated series, which is like a perennial favorite, Uh a classic. And so these dramatic, semi-dramatic versions, you know, serious takes on superheroes, they thought. Dark, grimy, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, slap peanut butter all over it and just like dunk it in some mud. (laughs) Get sexified. Drive over it a few times. Let's fuck this thing up and do it. (laughs) These kids, this is what these kids want. This is what we're going to give it to them. And they did that with Spider-Man, too. They had a great Spider-Man series on Fox. Mm -hmm. This series that we're about to talk about was not on Fox. Incredible Hulk came out in 1996. It came out on UPN. You are watching UPN, the United Paramount Network. Which, in my mind, such a bad network (laughs) that it had to combine with another bad network, the WB, to become the CW an equally bad network. Yeah, it's like it, still bad. For sure, yeah. It was Jamie Foxx show at nighttime, and then dur- during the morning oh, hours, yeah, it was... They had nothing to offer. <laughs> dark it was, Grimies. It was one of those, like a border town, uh-huh. that channel, it was usually like number two or three on right, ITV. Right. So if you went to the very top of your channels and you pressed up, like, ah, yeah. oh, shit, I gotta go over UPN to get to ABC or whatever. Like that, it was an accident that you arrived on UPN. Yeah, you had to pass through it with your doors locked. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Honey, we're passing through UPN. <laughs> God dang. <laughs> We're going to play the theme from this particular version of the Hulk. It's another bombastic, super dramatic, super, this is serious shit. (laughs) Stuff's going down on UPN this morning. And it worked for X-Men, so why not for them? By the time we caught up with old Hulky here on this cartoon, the situation was that Bruce was traveling around with She-Hulk, him as Bruce Banner, she is She-Hulk mm-hmm. out in the open, yeah. and they're just traveling around, and he's supposed to be laying low, yeah. hiding from the government, by hanging out with an eight-foot-tall green woman who is dressed more like a Madonna video from the time. Black, like Yeah, black skirt, sports bra, high leather, heels. All leather, yeah. yeah. Hard leather. This lady, yes. fashionista. <laughs> yeah. I, frankly, I like what they did with the fashion. Me I'm into too. it. There's yeah. a lot of fashion uh-huh. on display in this episode. Right, yeah. The episode is called Call Me Mr. Fix-It. Yeah. And we'll get to why that is here in a minute. Yeah, we will. As far as some compares and some contrasts, Bruce sounds a little too suave, I think, to be this troubled man. I mean, I get why they want to make him a leading man, uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, he, I, I think he's too sexy to be Bruce. Oh. Everybody's too sexy. I'm with you. A little too you. sexy. <laughs> Research funds available. Submit all bids to the Foundation for review. Stop this car now. Megalomania was not part of the deal. I want out. Don't make me mad. Believe me, you won't like me when I'm mad. She-Hulk especially, like, because she sounds like Kathleen Turner. That's my little secret. And speaking of secrets, the name Crusher Creel ring any bells? Just up and left me. A girl doesn't even have time to get her bare necessities together. The voice of the Green Hulk. What? Why am I talking about colors? Well, they've got different colored Hulks showing up in this show because by the 90s in the comics, we were starting to do things where 
the Hulk had been abused as a child and he has different personalities that are coming out as the Hulk. That's an expression of that. And that the original Grey Hulk that he was, was one version of the uh-huh. Hulk that was smarter, but not as strong. And the Green Hulk was like pure complete, rage. Complete maniac. Yes. The episode we watched, we didn't even see the Green Hulk. Mm-hmm. We had to call his agent and get him in here <laughs> so we could listen to him. When the Green Hulk is on the show, he is voiced by the Hulk himself, Lou Ferrigno. Betty! Hulk! 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 Hulk, no fine Betty. Now you listen to me. Oh, no. Hulk, not master. Hulk, love Betty. And so do I. And that's <laughs> oh, man. What might have worked for the live action, not so much. I don't, the... He didn't talk in the live action <laughs> right. thing. He was there because he was a bodybuilder. He grunted. He grunted a little bit. He was yeah. a body. He was yeah. hired to be the body that he mm-hmm. had created, yeah. not to talk. And so, like, I, I like the idea that the Green Hulk can have this more childish side of him. Mm-hmm. But that is not a voice made for radio. <laughs> we also didn't have Rick Jones in this episode. Rick Jones. But... I did you and me both a favor, and I found out who played him. Mm, goody, goody. This is actually a returning performer for our show, and we were surprised by him last time, and we're surprised by him this time. <laughs> you say Steve Urkel, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm talking, of course, about the king of 90s cool, the late, the great, Luke Perry. Yes. Look. I'm here to see Tony Stark. Or if he's not around, maybe that rusty bodyguard of his, Iron Maiden. His name's Iron Man. Try calling the office. Is it a decent hour? Like daytime? But I make a heck of a better impression in person. Good voice, man. Actually way better than the Mortal Kombat that we heard him uh-huh. in. Like that, it was just like this milky, like, hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, I'm, but this, I'm a fan of this. Yeah, and, and so to reflect the time, he drives a motorcycle, yeah. he has long hair and an earring, uh-huh. and uh, looks like a surfer dude, kind of. Yeah. So that's your Rick Jones now. Uh-huh. Uh, that's where we're at in the 90s. It's like, it's not that much different from the cowboy Rick Jones, yeah. but just, it, it, he certainly seems less. Just know Rick Jones is going to use the word doobie like three times a day, <laughs> roughly, <laughs> maybe. I There is no word that I like less to refer to drug paraphernalia as, than Doobie. <laughs> I find it to be highly dubious. Oh, baby. We don't have Green Hulk. We don't have Rick Jones. Mm-hmm. What we do have is a Chicago crime tale, a classic. Yeah. Snap it up. We're, we're jazzing it up <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the Windy City because Bruce has a new gig as a scientist. A new, ba- a new bag, baby. A new bag, baby. A new bag, baby. In Chicago, someone has hired him. I'm perfectly suited for the Hulk, right? A crime, an organized crime tale? Yeah. That's what we're doing. See, he is the Swiss Army man. And I would love to see the local PD's like breakdown on the wall with pictures and everything of what is happening with their organized crime in Chicago. Uh. Because it is insane. This episode is kind of like the Goodfellas of comic tunes. Mm -hmm. Because we do have a montage where people are committing crimes and taking over another Families like crime enterprises. Right, right. But it's kind of Joel Schumacher's version of organized crime, or like Dick Tracy, uh, that, the Dick Tracy Warren Beatty movie. Yeah, because yeah. we have a British mob boss who's in charge of Chicago. <laughs> Our forefathers are spinning in their graves at the thought of this. At least three of them. It's insane. It's, he's got the long hair and he's just like, oh, let's find him. <laughs> Rule them out. Enough. Allura's taken her last bite out of my empire. It's time to bite back. 
I want action. I want her now. I'll tell you something on this show that's going flat. Give me another. <laughs> you have men in red suits and tiny hats. That is the, <laughs> what they're running around in as henchmen. Also henchmen with painted faces mm-hmm. and metallic claw hands. No explanation. None. <laughs> Guys, if, you're look, if, if you think this makes no sense as we go along, you're right. We were more lost. We were more, more lost than you because yeah. we had to see it. <laughs> and women in dresses that I would have to describe as confused because it's a one-piece bathing suit with the tummy cut out and the yep. chest cut out, but also a flared out skirt and back and a boa. Do you want to be cold or hot? Mm-hmm. These outfits were more risque than uh, anything you would see on Spring Break MTV 96. Oh, dude, this is ahead of J-Lo <laughs> in her famous dress. Right. This yeah, is yeah, way yeah. crazier than that. Right. Because we are talking about uh, a sex bomb mm-hmm. that got dropped on a lot of unsuspecting preteens, probably, which is this is dangerous. Like, they're not ready for this. No. A woman named Allure. Don't know if she comes from the comics, but she does have superpowers. She is a like platinum blonde, wants to be a crime boss. She's power hungry. She's a lady boss. Mm-hmm. And I, I like her. She's cool. Like yeah. she she has some of the best lines in this thing. I want more. A lot more. More jewels, more money, more power. All of it. What you want means nothing to me. This is about what I want. Can you increase the power of my eyes or not? Haven't you figured me out yet, you dolt? People don't make me happy. Things do. She is trying to take over the city of Chicago's crime business. One man at a time. Yes. And somehow has a superpower that comes from apparently like some problem of her brain. Mm -hmm. A thing that would usually make you smell toast burning, Mm. not a thing that would give you power (laughs) over people's minds. Uh, you, you would need a caretaker if you had this. Yes. yes. Something in her brain gives her, this is the most explanation we get, that allows her to tell men that they're in love with her and then they do what she says. Yes. This probably could just be coming from the fact that she has an exposed navel that has a giant blue jewel in it. I mean, guys are dumb. We're dumb. Right, yeah. She has the power that we have dubbed, mm-hmm. and we've encountered it multiple times <laughs> yes, now, we have. and yes, we, we always have. have to point to it because you got to watch out for this shit in the real life. <laughs> This is what is called the doom gaze. Yes. Coming from Thundercats. She has what is called the doom gaze. Ooh, which doom is, gaze, baby. She has that doom gaze. Babe, she I'm did. sorry. What do you want me to do? She gave me that doom gaze. It basically puts Lion-O into like a horny trance. They're, they're boner paralyzed. What it does to a man is it puts a man into a boner trance. Yes. You may be boner frozen if you can't move, but if you're doing what they say, Against your will, uh-huh. you're a boner. You're in a boner trance. Yes, and that everybody ends up in it, including Bruce Banner. Doom gaze, boner trance. Doom gaze. <laughs> it's a doom. Ga- if you were to go to the doctor, <laughs> they would say that you have suffered a doom gaze induced boner trance. Yeah, it'll go away eventually. Eventually, like uh, give it about twelve hours, and if yeah. it doesn't, call your doctor. Yes. <laughs> Allure has hired Bruce. She is the one that has hired him to come to Chicago to basically. The fact is, she's getting these terrible headaches, and the thing in her brain is is probably killing her and she wants to increase her power so she can have more control over more people and take over more stuff yes and get more things Uh, she's she's super i mean she's upwardly mobile for sure yeah for starters he's a nuclear physicist i don't know why she wants to hire maybe he lied on his application Uh. (laughs) i he should because he's on this on the run from the government yeah of course not all this is going to go to plan so eventually the hulk has to appear and when he shows up he's gray Mm-hmm. And he's kind of back to where he was in the first episode that we watched, where he's kind of just a big, gruff guy. Yeah. Uh, not dumb. 
when he's getting overloaded with pain, you cut to the very literal battleground that is Bruce Banner's mind. Yes. And it's the Gray Hulk and the Green Hulk punching each other in the face in a bone and organ world. Yeah, brain stems. <laughs> like, how literal... <laughs> That's a, that's a dumb yeah. person's idea of what a psychic battleground would look like. Right. It's like, yeah. oh, it's just in your brain. Huh? There you go. <laughs> that's what they're you, they're doing. And the Gray Hulk wins out for some reason. That's who shows up. And he just says, oh, yeah. Time for me to Hulk on out. Who else is in here? Just us monsters. <laughs> Lucky for Banner, I showed up because he'd be a smoldering pile of ashes by now. Wait, wait. Where are you going? A bald-headed bozo named Crusher's about to go cruising with the gray guy. I'm disappointed in Gray Hulk's voice. It's not a bad performance. But what happens is he and She-Hulk decide to infiltrate Allure's organized crime ring. Mm -hmm. Infiltration should be nothing that the Hulk ever attempts. <laughs> Unless he's trying to, I, I don't like, what would he, What like a WWE festival uh -huh. if he's trying to sh sh like appear as a possible wrestler and blend in with the crowd right that's yeah, it yeah. but otherwise infiltration is not one of his skills <laughs> no but he and she hulk uh, she hulk comes up with a plan uh -huh. they're going to infiltrate allure's crime ring and and bust it up mm -hmm. game busters yep so the hulk becomes mr fix it mm -hmm. <laughs> which is what happens when you basically duct tape five pinstripe suits around a hulk yep. and give him a big hat with a dash of zoot yeah oh yeah he's a zoot suit riot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. This is a character from the comics where he became an enforcer, actually, in the comics for, like, a Las Vegas casino owner. Like, yeah. And so I loved, I wanted to see and hear this, like, hey, I'm the Hulk, how's it going? Yeah, I think you need to see yourself outside of this. Gonna be a problem. You know, this kind of Hulk. <laughs> but he is in no way Jersey. He is in no way anything but just this dumb Hulk but in a zoot suit. Mm -hmm. So I was a little surprised, a little disappointed. <laughs> I, I don't think they had to do any of the shit they're doing. Like, Again, they show a montage of them taking over criminal enterprises yeah. and busting up their shit. Like, this is a, the Hulk shows up, punches everyone in the face, it's over. Yeah. That, that's what it should be. Steals back a couple of hijacking trucks. Hijacking <laughs> yeah, trucks. yeah, just, yeah. just for his trouble <laughs> right. and gets out of there. Yeah. But the way that it gets wrapped up is, again, we go back to the super literal battlefield of Bruce Banner's mind. And Allure is trying to affect the Grey Hulk with her... Her doom gaze. Boner trance. She's trying to put him in a boner trance. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's having a hard time with it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and internally, the Gray Hulk is screaming against a background and images of Betty Ross, yes. the general's daughter that we mentioned, uh -huh. about how that's who he truly loves. And he is screaming angrily like a coach. Yeah. Like, like a football coach who's just thrown his hat down on the, on the court. Banner! You listen to me for once. Keep your mixed up mind off of Allure and on the one you really love, Betty Ross. Betty Ross. Betty Ross. Betty Ross. Betty Ross. As they're getting married, they're they're growing old yeah, together. You're seeing images of of them together. It is just the most overwrought bullshit. It is as though jocks just discovered symbolism and then tried to make a cartoon about it. Right. And that's what's on display here. Uh -huh. My God. Love conquers all, man. But woo. some kids, some kids are still in therapy over what they witnessed in this cartoon <laughs> as far as what has happened to their twisted sexuality. Yes. Why do I only date women that are nine feet tall and yes. in bondage and who, who overtake my mind? And also, I am at war with myself. Mm -hmm. Please help. 
on today's episode. On today's episode is the segment of the show in which we here at Days Past Tooncast uh, put on our scientist lab coats and we dissect the cartoons that we have been watching to find even an iota of morality. What are the lessons that we can find in these cartoon cadavers? And Travis, I, I then ask you. Yes. Between all these three cartoons that we watched, I mean, three tunes, there had to be some morality on display. Mm-hmm. What lesson or lessons did you learn? <clears throat> Will, um, as you know, uh, we, well, we both know this, stress kills 36 billion people a year. Holy shit. That's a lot, right? That's a lot. Um, so when it comes to stress, man, you really just need to, you need to find a way to cope with that, a healthy way. Whether that's a breathing exercise, uh, maybe, I don't know, throwing a coffee mug at a window, you know, whatever you want. Maybe even wrecking your car into a parked car with no one in it. You know what I'm saying? Something. But perhaps a stolen car. I mean, if there's someone in it, though, it's like, it's okay. uh, Rules can be bent. Depends on how angry you are. Um, So just find a way around that, you know, because stress will kill you. Like it kills a lot of people. Inflict the stress out into the world. So that you will not feel it. To get it away from you as fast as possible. Get it out of there. Yeah, don't feel it. Yeah. Do it. You make sure someone else dies instead of you. Stress. Breathe (laughs) breathe better. Somebody's going to die because of the stress I'm feeling, and it ain't going to be me. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That that was my, that's my takeaway. Understood. And uh, yeah, moving on from that. Will, what what was your, what was your lesson learned on this? Well, so I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying. Okay. uh, But I do have a a different perspective. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Banner is always getting angry and it gets him in trouble every time. So don't get mad. Get even. Mm -hmm, Bottle mm -hmm. up your anger. Never let anybody see it. Does not matter what it is. If If you let them see that you're angry, they win. So you will not give them that satisfaction. Instead, you will get even. And the best way to get even is to give them a smile and punish them covertly i'm talking about passive aggressive motions here it can be tactics like i mean this is just a sampling okay conveniently forgetting to return calls texts or emails mm-hmm. oh i yeah sorry i didn't see that and they're like well i just it says red at 906 and you're like oh no 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 i didn't see it though yeah it's okay no 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 it's no problem <laughs> calling them by a wrong but similar name if somebody's name is David, you say, hey, Dayton, how's it going? Mm, that's a good one. You're close. Yeah, You're close. Yeah, yeah. Or crushing up glass into a fine powder uh-huh. and putting small portions of it into their food over time so that maybe a year from now, maybe two or three years from now, their internal organs are torn apart from mm-hmm. the inside out. Mm, good move. Yeah. Passive aggressive. Everyone, thank you so much for hulking out with us today. It was, uh, I'm pr- quite spent. I was, feel like Bruce after a Hulk session. Yeah, it was hokey. It it's, was hokey. Oh, man, it's rough. Be yeah. safe out there on your Irish celebrations that you might have and stay green. Don't get mean. If you want to keep us from getting a little green under the gills, a little angry, a little hulky, you can give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and also leave us a written review. The words matter. Words mean things, guys. And listen, check us out on our Instagram and Twitter at DPTuneCast. And also, if you like a little thing called YouTube, well, <laughs> we got you on that. Will and I did a little YouTube video where we recorded, Will, what, what, what did we record again? 
It's a music video that is a parody and a mashup of the X-Men 1992 animated series theme with Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. Uh, double up, uh, uh. Just search for Days Past Tooncast on YouTube or you can just follow the link in the show notes. Come back next time. Tunes are falling from the sky. Don't worry, the world's not ending. It's just the Days Past Tooncast rolling along. Mm-hmm. Until then, tutor my duder. Hey, Will. Tutor my duder. Oh, just shot the Not sad. Happy birthday. <laughs> Hope you enjoy your liar. We got you a liar. Oh, I'm sorry, magician. <laughs> we got a professional liar for your birthday party. <laughs> it's somebody who is like, their mom who was divorced had a lover that was a magician that left her and mistreated her. And he's like this lost father figure. He's like, I really liked Jared. And then he was a magician and I wanted to be a magician. And he left my mom. And I never forgave him for that. She wouldn't support him through magician school.